75. I'm here with Lewis and David. What's up, guys? Hey, what's happening? And I'm Bobby, and we're back. And what do you guys want to start off with? You want to do the Open Cup real quick? Let's do Open Cup, yeah. It's all, right. it's, let's open up with the Open Cup. All right, let's go. All right, so uh, what, what happened? What happened in the <laughs> Open Cup? It was so long ago. It was last Tuesday or Wednesday? I believe it was last Wednesday. All right. So, yeah, so pretty much so a, a week let's, ago. Let's All get right. Back to that so, part in my memory bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it seems like so long ago. Um, all right. So the Galaxy open up their uh, U.S. Open Cup play against Orange County SC. All right. So U.S. Open Cup action uh, was last Wednesday, I believe, on uh, July. Jeez, Ju- oh, what month am I in? Oh, I don't know where I'm going. Anyway, it, it's hot, man. It is. It's, it is too hot. It really is. <laughs> hey, hey, man. It's episode seventy-five. It's it's a little bit of a milestone, right? We're almost to hundred. We in in uh, in in you know sometime okay. in January we'll be in hundred uh, if we if we keep up the pace unless we skip the Gold Cup like we skipped the Copa America uh, last year. But uh, but speaking of hundred or something that's as old as hundred, we'll talk about the Open Cup. Uh, LA versus Orange County FC, better known as the LAFC affiliate team, the USL affiliate team, uh, new home of Oscar Sordo, who apparently was catching a whole up, a lot of crap from the Riot Squad, um, <laughs> because uh, apparently they really hate him. <laughs> for, wow. for for he did leave LA to to go and play right, in Orange right. County, but he wasn't doing anything for us. It's not like we're right. down a left back because of him. Like he was never going to see the field for LA. Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, it's just, I guess that, that the banter that's going to go on between these two teams and any reason to just, you know, talk a little shit, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're um, just sure. trying to start the rivalry with anything. Right. I right. Um, I didn't, I mean, well, I, I, I guess, so. it, I guess if we had lost this game, you know, uh, you would have heard it from the other side and, you know, so I guess winning, I guess we could some guess I don't know do the same thing I don't know like <laughs> I'm so, I'm so we, we didn't well, I don't know we're guessing a lot of stuff at I'm this guessing point. a lot of so, stuff I don't uh, know I, I'm just kind of <laughs> indifferent about this where sure I want to win the game and I think I had mentioned it you know at, at the cost of uh, getting injured uh, I, I'm not sure luckily no one went down there was no yeah, injury the Galaxy ended up winning uh, three to one probably made life a little bit more difficult for themselves uh, yeah, a little I bit. Thought, they, they should have dominated the game a little bit more. Um, Orange County SC definitely had some chances, um, and they definitely could have scored more than the one goal that they, that they had. Um, yeah, so there were some threatening look, moments. Look, yeah. it was on the track and field stadium. Like, I, I feel like they get more of a pass felt, because they're in the track yeah. and field. It, it, feels, it feels like, again, the stakes are lower. Even though this was supposedly a Galaxy first team, really it was like it Galaxy was, 2+. Plus. I don't even yeah. want to call it one and a half. It was like two plus. Yellow Van Dam was like the only, like the ringer that the Galaxy brought, the Galaxy yeah. 2 brought to this game. And because he, looked, he was uh, suspended uh, he looked like for the dad the, with uh, all the kids on the field. Like, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what he actually looked like. He looked like the dad with all the kids on the field. Like, he, you know, the dad that shows up to the, to the, to the, uh, like the U, the U19 scrimmage. He's like, hey, let me jump in, guys. <laughs> that's what, that's what Yellow looked like out there. But it was, but it was the Villarreal's that, uh, yeah, that were the story, man. Yeah. Uh, Jose Villarreal with a golazo to open Ooh. up the, uh, to open up the scoring for LA in yeah. the, uh, in the 17th minute. But, uh, but then in the 26th minute, Orange County FC had a corner 
And the Galaxy just decided to, like, take that play off. They're like, yeah, we don't really need to defend. Oh, crap, we got scored on. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nobody near uh, the goal scorer. I don't even know who, who was the goal scorer. Um, a Roy Meese. Okay, there you go. But he oh, was nice. absolutely left alone. There was no defender within at least five yards of him. He had a free shot, and he did exactly what you're supposed to do when you get a free shot. He put it in the back of the net, and um, um, that would be the only uh, goal that uh, Orange County SC would score. But um, they, they, like I said before, they definitely had their chances. Uh, this easily could have been a 3-3 draw, if not maybe even a, a, a loss. Um, Kempen came up uh, big with some uh, with some saves. Uh, some I pretty, think there were a couple... awesome saves, uh, I think there were a couple yeah, a balls job. that were actually saved off the line, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, not exactly the performance I was hoping for uh, going into this game. I thought we would have a little bit more um, dominance on the field, a little bit more possession, uh, that we would be the team imposing our will. Um, but that wasn't the case. Um, none of that really matters uh, because we got the victory. We move on, and uh, we will now be playing against uh, the Sacramento Republic, which won their game against RSL four to one. So I mean, even you know, Jeez, lower RSL. division teams are just yeah. you know, uh, just beating on RSL here, except Minnesota, except for Minnesota. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, God, yeah. Balls and balls and beers, beers yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, horrible. Anyway, so we play against Sacramento. It'll be, I believe, in the same field, the same track and field. Uh, yes. Uh, pitch. Uh, that'll be uh, uh, Wednesday, June twenty eighth, I believe. So um, we got that coming up uh, next week. Oh, we have we have a lot coming up next week. We have we a lot have of games. games. Right? Yeah, yes. we have a lot of games, including one. Well, as of this recording, it'll be tomorrow. By the time this is out, it might be either <clears throat> already done with or maybe, you know, yesterday. Yeah, let us, yeah, let us know. Game. Let it, let, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this show after Wednesday's, Wednesday night's game, uh, hit us up. Let nope. us know how it went. Like, tweet us right now. We want to know how we did. It should be up uh, in the morning if we don't mess up this recording. Well, that's that's a lot <laughs> of faith in okay, us. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have this up by Friday. So you haven't so you haven't been listening to the last ten minutes of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, charm. That's we, the charm. Yeah. All right. So, so d- do you want to stay on the uh, U.S. Open Cup or do you want to move good, on? I, think, I don't know. I'm okay. I don't think we need to talk. Yeah, I don't think we need to harp go. on that. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, the game that really mattered. Uh, back to MLS action. The after over a month long, you know, road trip and a bye week, the Galaxy finally come back home and host the uh, Houston Dynamo, and end up drawing two two on a very late and controversial goal by uh, Roman Alessandrini. Um, this game, the reaction uh, by uh, Galaxy fans at the end of the game and the day after, so mixed. Um, not really sure exactly. Online. Uh, yes, on social media. Uh, th- there were just so many things going on. Uh, you know, th- th- well, was, it a, was it a good result? Was it a bad result? Was it positive? Was it negative? Uh, bad performance, good performance. Dude, uh, again, we were stri- we were stripped down to 
the, the, to the, yeah, like, I mean, th- to just our underwear. The just our yeah, underwear. I, I was like, I'm like, what's the term? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so so here's the thing. Um, you were pl- so again the narrative that there's there's a lot going on here. It I don't think it's as easy as a black and white whether they did well or not. There's just so many factors going into this game that it's just really hard for you to say yes this is good or yes this is bad. Um. Not winning, not winning at home, bad. Uh, not being able to win against a team that does not perform well on the road, also bad. Um, getting a last-second goal, depending on how you want to look at it, it could be gritty or it could be bad. Um, for me personally, I, I will give my opinion, and then I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, ask you guys the same thing. Last week in Balls and Beers, I had this as a draw. Um, I had it at more. I was thinking more on the long the lines of a zero zero draw. Um, probably a sloppy game. Um, I had mentioned that we would have no Geo, we would have no Van Dam. Yes. Um, we uh, we lost Diallo in training, so yep. we lost the backup to a backup. Yep. Um, we have so many guys out that we dressed seventeen players yep. out of a maximum eighteen. Right. Yep. Um, so we're down. We're down yeah. a player. We're down. A, we're down a, a sub. And if any defender goes down, you're done. Well, you, we had no defensive. We had no we had defensive, no coverage, defensive at coverage at all. That's how depleted this team is. Now, my prediction was more about the depletion of the team and the performance, uh, rather than uh, and combined with you know the fact that Houston has trouble on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the performance was very, very subpar. I'm not about to tell you that the Galaxy played a good game because they most certainly did not. But I think the result was pretty much what I expected. And therefore, based on everything that happened, I am content with the result. And I love Van Damme's take um, after the game when he said, look, we went up against the number two team in the West at full strength. And we're missing eight starters. And we still were man- able um, to get a point off of them. Yeah, That's a pretty good, that's a good assessment there. I mean, when you're going up against number two in the West, I mean, granted well, also that. on top of how bad we've been playing at home as well. Right, but I think that's also one of those to be determined because you got to remember that the last time we were at home was the Chicago game where the first half we were completely, you know, lost and running around with no direction and come out in the second half and play the best half of the season up to that point. Um, And from then on, we started seeing a new Galaxy team. Now, going into this game, that was the... You know what? This was the date I had circled. Well, check this date. If Nolfo's still here, he's there for the rest of the season. Well, that still holds true. He's gonna be there for the rest of the season. But this is also the game where okay, we're gonna come back home and bring this little uh, well, not a winning streak because we did draw against uh, DC United, but uh, we bring back home uh, at least maintaining the unbeaten streak. And Jermaine Jones didn't play, but that was something that I had in mind. Okay, if Jermaine Jones comes back, does he disrupt the team? Will the team chemistry just, you know, um, be affected here? And will we see the same Galaxy team that we saw before he went down with yeah, injury? That's all our, that's all our concern. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he didn't play. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you saw a depleted team. You, we lost our best forward. We lost uh, we lost Diallo. Steris is gone. So I mean, we're playing with a depleted backline, a capable backline, but it was depleted, and. Our offense is running through Alessandrini and Gio at the moment, and one of those players is gone. I didn't yeah. think we would actually score. We would have very few chances to score, and that's kind of what happened. We didn't have too many chances to score, and when we did, we took advantage of it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, f- for me personally, I am content with the draw based on the expectations I had going into the game. Um, I-, I knew that this wasn't just an easy victory. But now I want to ask David because he had a completely different take. He had this as a Galaxy lock. Yep. He he basically yeah, that, he yeah. virtually said there is no way the Galaxy can lose this game. Oof. There I don't know are, if I said that. Well, it's a lock. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. We'll go be, back to episode seventy four. Because or no, it's balls and beers. Yeah, balls, balls and beers. beers. So yeah, <laughs> that's what you're saying. So I mean, if anything, David should be the most disappointed out of all of us. Based on the result of this game, well, yeah, I had but he was I, at the stadium and the lights, you know, were flashing, and it makes you happy, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had a rather, I had a rather interesting experience on game day, uh, uh, Saturday. But I, I, to be fair, in balls and beers, I did say that because the Galaxy is so bad at home, and because Houston is so bad on the road, I expected that this was going to be a a zero zero draw, just like you said, but. I then took that and and uh, and did a, a faith call and and thought that the galaxy was going to get a uh, a one zero win. Um, I of course did not take into to to account that we had so many guys injured. We had and and some of the guys that Lewis you didn't mention was uh, obviously Baggio who said it's just still injured, but uh, Raul Mignola. Well, I, I, I wasn't even taking into consideration the people that we've lost since, you know, a month yeah, or two that months ago. Out that we're already out. Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting, <laughs> I'm not going to mention Legette because we've known yeah, that for a long exactly. time. I'm not going to mention Husidic. I'm not going to mention... Uh, Rogers. Uh, Rogers. yeah. I'm not he's gonna off mention, the <laughs> roster anyway. Yeah, he's off the roster now. But um, I'm not going to mention those players. I'm mentioning, I had mentioned Van Damme because he was suspended for this game. I'm mentioning yeah. Gio because he's currently with Mexico at the uh, Confederations mm-hmm. Cup. Um, but uh, taking into account that you're already missing all these other players combined with now these guys, I mean, what else? I mean, who, who else hasn't gone down? I mean, well, I'll, t- no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who else. Don't say that, please. I'll, I'll tell you who else hasn't gone down. It's uh, it's it's uh, Alessandrini. Um, he missed uh, he missed practice on uh, Monday, and apparently he's been missing uh, early week practices because he's been dealing with a groin injury for the last couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, well. Kevin Kevin Bra- Batcher dropped this the other day, um, and uh, and yeah, he's he's been dealing with a groin injury. So. This is one of those ones that that Bobby we had talked about like our our, our worst like fear every single time. I'm like we're stretching him, we're stretching him, and it's and it's I true just, we are because he wasn't playing at Mar- Marseille. Um, he is coming in and he's not used to the travel, and and he's putting 110 percent on the field. Yes, for ninety for, for ninety minutes for ninety minutes. Yeah, ninety plus, and and, and this week. We're gonna play him twice. He's gonna go. He's gonna go to uh, Colorado. He's never played at altitude. Oh, yeah. And then we have a short turnaround, and we play against Kansas City, one of the one of the the teams that 
plays really, really well through the midfield, which means that he's going to have to do a lot of chasing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, you know, that's that's hanging overhead like a black cloud. Hopefully, nothing happens. I'm, I'm where's the wood here? Nothing happens to in, Alessandrini. Yeah, rub, rub, rub somebody's belly, light some candles, whatever it is, whatever it is that you believe, do it, and <laughs> pray to Jobu that Alessandrini <laughs> does not get hurt, um, or or that uh, that groin injury does not come back or or uh, or get worse. Obviously, so, but let's 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 so, talk so, about so, the actual game. Well, so go, wait, you never answered my question. How do you feel about the what? What's your <laughs> after all that? I uh, was okay. So I'll I'll, I'll say this. I was disappointed in the performance in terms of we I felt like the way that we played wasn't great and I'm not I am taking into account the the personnel that we had on the field. I still feel like with the personnel we had the Houston gave us opportunity or opportunities to exploit them and we let Houston exploit us in ways that we shouldn't have. Um, obviously, Clement Diop uh, saves Demarcus Beasley's shot and uh, drops it right back down into the path of the oncoming player. I think that was um, Manotas that that, uh, that that pounced on that ball. Um, that's that's a that's a bad mistake. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a mistake that mm-hmm. a goalkeeper. A, should not be making. Yeah. You tip that ball over or you catch it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you or punch the, the hell out of it. Punch the or hell or it punch has the to be to the side because you, you cannot just get a, let a rebound right in front of the goal yeah. of the mouse. So, uh, so goal short. Of the mouse uh, mouse so of the goal. In front of and, <laughs> and he pushed it down into the ground. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. he thought he was going to do with that, but... Um, well, it looked like an off-balance hit, like on his hands. So I don't, you know, it's not intentional that he did that, but he should have done better for sure. Right? Yeah, he he should have done he should have done something to 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 do better with that. Uh, unfortunately, and then the second... I think this is one of those growing pains that he's just gonna have to go through, and the fans are just gonna have to accept that. Look, he's he's an inexperienced uh, goalkeeper. He's young. Um, he's gonna be making these types of mistakes, and. Um, but Unfortunately, isn't that, that's the reality of it. Isn't that what Galaxy Two is for? Well, it's for he, him to make those mistakes, those uh, the, have those growing pains. I mean, he, it was really clear coming into the start of the season that Clement Diop was going to be the number one keeper, and it wasn't until he got injured that Brian Rowe reclaimed his spot. And now that Brian Rowe is injured again, now it's Clement Diop. But like seriously, we should Clement Diop should be playing at galaxy two god knows he needs they need the help down there um he should not be having these growing pains in in mls games i mean i realize yes brian rose hurt john kempen is not ready although i think john kempen has more years in mls than clement diop does <laughs> uh no he does he's played he for does. two years yeah. in in uh in in other teams uh but these are growing pains that 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 he has to have in lower in 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 lower division. For me, this is this is not a a, a goalkeeper that's ready. Yeah, and um, I think we've said that even at the beginning of the season, he has his moments of brilliance, but he also is going to make that mistake that can be very costly. We know that he's come out ill advised, um, very indecisive. He's kind of left. You know, he's been caught in no man's land, 
you know, mm-hmm. a, a couple times. So, you know, these are things that he's going to have to learn. I agree with you. It probably shouldn't be happening. But the reality is, is that, yeah, he's not ready. And, you know, I guess the Galaxy at this point he's have no choice because of, you know, everyone going down uh, with injury. But um, that being said, I guess I could just transition into that rumor about the... Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay, um, I did want to touch on this because since we're talking about th- there is like a, that goalkeeper, not an issue, breaking news. but breaking news. Um, so <laughs> there's th- nothing breaking about this. Yeah, there isn't. Uh, th- there was a, a rumor going around that the Galaxy were targeting Colombian international goalkeeper uh, David um, Ospina, and I-, I didn't really pay attention to this because. I just did not believe that rumor. It just did not make any sense. Um, but it, for whatever reason, picked up a little more steam on social media today. And uh, even we engaged in, in a slight conversation. So I just want to touch up on that. Um, like I said, I, I just never believed this rumor. So I didn't really want to like say anything on social media. But um, I don't believe that getting a goalkeeper at this point point in time makes sense granted that if you were to get a player like Ospina you would improve that position 500% you know I mean there's no doubt about it these guys are in two completely different leagues no disrespect to Roe but you know you're comparing apples and oranges right here I mean you really would be uh, upgrading that position just uh, dramatically however I do believe that Roe is a starter and he's capable. Um, if you are trying to create depth, not really sure that this would be the position to that's, do it that's in. Not really, that's not really where we need yeah, the depth. we don't. And that's the point. This is a position that we don't, we can use help in, but not in this form. Um, there are other positions out there that, you know, we need to fill. And one of them being the striker position, where we need somebody else to be a threat going up front. It can't just be Gio and Allison Dream going well, up. Somebody, somebody else, we need any one of our strikers to score a goal. And it's just mm-hmm. not happening. I mean, Jossie's Arda, we know it's completely ineffective. Gio is going to be out for a month. You put in McInerney. I didn't even know he was playing in the game. Yeah, he was, he <laughs> was, was not good. One, yeah. He was yeah, not good. I mean, that was... He did absolutely nothing. He he never got the ball. He never put himself in a position to to score. No shots attempted. No shots. I, I mean, nothing. Uh, no sort of uh, intelligent run. That's where we need it. Uh, it wouldn't be at the goalkeeper position. Um, although I do want to say one other thing. Um, Josh Gessman has actually said this on uh, multiple times that he, and he actually. Uh, well, we were in a conversation earlier with him as well, saying that using a DP spot for a goalkeeper or even a defender is a waste of a DP spot. That's that's Gessman's mantra. He says, yeah. uh, "No, no, you're, we're not allowed to to spend money on a on a or spend DP money on a defender," which I know goes against what you yeah. actually. Yeah, it, I mean, it, in this particular case, this particular scenario at this moment in time. If we were to hypothetically get Ospina, yes, it would be a waste of a DP. But generally speaking, I don't share that view. 
I think that um, that um, the statement defense wins championships. I think everyone believes it to some degree. Offense will win you games. Offense will win you fans. Offense is sexy. Offense will sell tickets. But most people will agree that defense wins championships. So to not invest in defenders and goalkeepers, which is basically your last line of defense, and honestly, a good goalkeeper should be the general of the back line. So he should be your defender. He should be your best defender. So if I were to, or not me, but if the Galaxy were to hypothetically sign a newer, for example, I don't think that would be a waste. You, you can't sit there and tell me that this is a waste well, of a DP because you just bolstered your defense a lot. And the same thing could be said for Ospina. But in this particular point in time where we don't need it, yes, it's a waste of a DP. Look, no matter, no matter how good the goalkeeper is, it could be Casillas in his prime, it could be Buffon in his prime, it could be Barthez in his prime. I don't care. All those goalkeepers, guess what? They all get scored on. Well, of course. They all get scored on. And so they're not invincible. So you're going to put DP money on a goalkeeper if he lets in one single goal because his defense is bad because there's no money to spend on defenders or midfielders to protect the, those defenders. You, 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 you've wasted your money. But your so, DP slots are going to offensive players, so they're not defensive-minded as it is. Because, because offensive, like you said, offensive players, that's where you spend the money because that's what's sexy. And that's exactly what the Galaxy is all about. Now, well, I want to... I mean, hold well, on, hold okay. on. I want to bring it all the way back to the actual game that we were talking about because we, we kind of lost the we plot did, We there. did, we did, we um, did. I want to talk about sexy. And I want to talk about exciting. How sexy was that hold-up run from Alessandrini to feed Emma Boateng well, so that he could so he could score so he could score the, the opening goal for the Gal- well, Galaxy. Well, mostly everything Alessandrini does is sexy, so <laughs> this is no exception. Uh, but yes, very good play for, uh, to to hold the ball and uh, lead it up to Boateng, who's just going to outrun you know Everyone. most Everyone. most defenders yeah. unless unless it's after the 60th minute in which. Curtin uh, will pull him. He can never outrun that substitution. <laughs> yeah, I <guess. laughs> uh, he was not the first substitution this 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 uh, game, however. Uh, but uh, I mean, Emma Boateng now has scored against a team not named RSL. So yeah. Emma, the floodgates need to open now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Now is the time. You got to score. Every any everybody or nobody is RSL. And you know what? To his credit, you know, with Gio gone and half your offense, you know, elsewhere and unavailable. Boateng stepped up. Sure. Yeah, I, I thought well, he was look, one of the players that had a very good game. A bit this no, he has been. He has been. Yeah. I think that I think that he has been the the Boateng that we saw in this game, I think, has been the same Boateng that we've been seeing all year. He's taken that position and and grabbed it with two hands. Uh I think that he's he's it's gonna be really tough to bring to integrate Legit back into the team. Because Boatang is doing so well. Well, let's see who's out next. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh well, yeah, that's the other. That's the other thing. That seems to be the, the, um, the story of the season. It's the this rotation, year. man. It's, it's the rotation. It's it's that injury bug that keeps just yeah. rotating. Um, From day one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Albert Elise uh, scored a goal on us. Uh, La Pantera. I I did not enjoy bringing that up just now. <laughs> <laughs> 
But as Lewis said, um, Alessandrini uh, scored what looked to be an offside goal. It was right? offside. Uh, Bobby, I know you said to you it didn't, it didn't look, look it didn't look offside, but uh, to by all accounts and by all I- images and video replays, he was a hundred percent offside. Uh, VAR would have. Yeah, uh, VAR VAR was uh, VAR was not uh, around. Luckily, the, the referee did not have to go uh, paint the imaginary rectangle on the okay. on the field. Uh, to to go video replay because we would not have uh, gotten that goal had had VAR been in play. Um, so, capping off that game, I did want to tell you guys a quick story about something that happened uh, in that game. Uh, we we got there a little bit early because uh, we were invited to the season ticket member uh, like burger bar that they were having for our our season ticket neighborhood. I guess is what you want to call it. Uh, we packed. Uh, we parked next to a group of uh, kind of rowdy fans. Not. I don't want to say rowdy. Uh, they were having a good time. They were. They're drinking a little bit. They were barbecuing. They're grilling their uh, their hot dogs and their burgers. They were. They were uh, grilling their their corn on the cob. Um, and uh, you know we went in and and I didn't think we'd see him again. Um, right around the seventy fifth minute or so. Uh, there was one fan in particular that was near my section that got a little bit irritated with the team as they were looking, they were looking pretty abysmal, and he started booing. And some some fans uh, joined in, and he basically started yelling at the fans around us, saying like, "What the hell is wrong with you guys? Don't you see how bad this team is performing?" Clearly, as I as I as I brought up in the last show. Uh, there's going to be those. There's going to be those uh, fans that have are showing up to this game and then not having not paid attention to, to what they were doing on the road, and not paying attention to the fact that we were down eight regulars on the first team. Uh, so this guy is booing. Um, he made he made quite a scene. He ended up leaving right before the Alessandrini goal gets scored. And I thought because yeah, that was ninety plus. Right, and I thought, oh man, that that poor dude. He he got pretty upset here. Uh, we go back to my car, and I as I'm walking up to my car, we park next to an island, and I see that there's ashes and corn on the floor, and I thought that sucks. That guy, like whoever's barbecue that is, he just dumped the ashes and yeah. left the corn on the floor. Like that's weird. And I turn around and and who's there? Who's the owner of the corn? It's the guy that was booing in our section. And, uh, and as, he, as he came around the corner, he was like, hey, what happened to my grill? Apparently, somebody stole this guy's grill. <laughs> <laughs> he was not having a good night. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not sure if he's going to be back to uh, another Galaxy game in a, for a while unless he's also a season ticket holder. <laughs> Uh, probably he probably isn't, but uh, he was yeah, wearing I'm a sure U.S. He was wearing a U.S.A. popsicle jersey, um, but uh, but yeah, very very. I felt very bad for this dude, um, but made for a very very entertaining story nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's preview the next two games. Uh, we mentioned before, L.A. is at Colorado on Wednesday, and then they host Sporting Kansas City on Saturday. Tricky games. Um, very, you're going up to Colorado, uh, you're playing in altitude, 
you still have a depleted lineup. You're still missing Gio. You're still going to be mm-hmm. missing Diallo. Um, you're still going to be missing everybody else. The, the, the only person that you get back is uh, Van Damme. Um, so your offense should still be, I don't want to say non-existent. We did score two goals, but it, it shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be expecting too many goals coming out of the, the lineup that you're probably going to uh, field here. Um, Colorado has five victories. They're suddenly 4-0 in their last games, the last four games. Uh, this is also including the uh, U.S. Open Cup. Um, but so if we're talking just regular season games, we're talking 3-0 in MLS play. All of them have been at home. Colorado seems to have found something going for them mm. at home. Um, this is a really tricky game for the Galaxy. Uh, a depleted lineup against a team that has is currently in, in better form than they were just, you know, two months ago. Uh, and then you got three days later, come back home against Kansas City, uh, who is, once again, going to be fielding a, a significantly superior team to us. Yeah, the, the, the plus here is that Sporting Kansas City has a lot of trouble finishing. Uh, having said that, I think they're going to find their scoring touch against the Galaxy. Right. Oh, I hope. Again, you, you, you got either Diop or, or Kempen in there, so you got your either a second or a third stringer. Um, you've got uh, Dwyer who takes about forty shots a game. One of them half the go has to go in. Yeah, um, that's how he, that's how it usually. That's how he operates. Right? Yeah, that's how he operates. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think that this week is a it. Everything else going on with the team, it's just, I want to feel positive about this, but it's just nothing, raw, nothing raw off galaxy, the field is raw, raw going in our, in our way right now. I mean, uh, that last offside goal by Alessandrini, I mean, people were even upset at that, that they even, you know, it, it took that them it that, yeah, that it, it took that long to score and to salvage a point and that it shouldn't even have counted. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you got to be pretty depleted team. Yeah, I mean, you, our guys that are performing. You got to be pretty cynical tired. to just like you know just hate on the galaxy, just kick them while they're down. They're trying to pick themselves up, and your own fans. This is, is so just not the same them. thing. This is so not the same thing of your fa- your, your 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 team not performing for you, because um, they're really going through a lot of shit right now, and like it's very different from when we were hating on Jao, hating when JJJ was on the field. That's very different. The performance in this past game, I can somewhat forgive because of everything else. But, I mean, because of the, 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 uh, the performances that you had leading up to the Philadelphia game, completely different. Uh, with the exception yeah. of Legette, you pretty much had a full squad. You know, you were pretty close to full squad right there. Um, and you were still performing miserably. And that... I really can't forgive. This one, like I said, going in, I kind of gave the benefit of the doubt to the Galaxy, and that's why I predicted a draw. Wasn't a, a, you know, a knock on the Galaxy. It was actually more kind of praise. They can probably pull this off. Um, and they did, albeit not in the manner that I was you know, expecting or hoping, but they ended up pulling off. Point being that offside goal that wasn't called, we deserve a little luck <laughs> after everything <laughs> that this team has gone through and that it's yep. going to continue to go through. Um, 
we deserve a little luck. We need something positive to happen. We need something to pick us up. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and transition. Um, There is a confirmation that that pick-me-up may happen this summer. Um, There is confirmation that we, the Galaxy, have officially made an offer uh, to Tigres of Mexico for uh, for Gignac. They ha- it, that's not a rumor. It's not talk. Oh, it's, it's not confirmed. bogus. It the uh, multiple sources by uh, Kevin Baxter and Guessman and Madame Serrano. You too, dude, because you told us this like a month or two ago. Um, yeah, that the we were. Like, I've been telling you. Yeah. Well, he's the league source. <laughs> he apparently. is the he's like the league source. Um, yeah, that that it is official that huh. we are pursuing Gignac and Gignac, and we have made an offer. Now, whether or not uh, they accept it is a different story, but it looks like he is right at the top of our list. Right. And that is definitely a pick-me-up that the Galaxy uh, could use right now. That's definitely one of those offensive weapons that we need. Um, and uh, we would have the... Uh, so not, Well, we are missing one of the uh, awesome facial hair bros, but now we got a French connection going. Uh, with Alessandrini. Well, more importantly, Alessandrini was doing some uh, some recruiting over the weekend because he hung out with Geniac. Yeah, he did. Uh, as, as according to uh, Instagram, well, one of those guys posted a picture. Yes. Uh, so he definitely hung out with Alessandrini. So hopefully that means that. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he was, was, he was in, doing a little bit of sweet talking. Yeah, he was. I think earlier today uh, he was reported that he was here in the LA area. I think they said he was in Santa Monica. But then the, uh, someone else said, like, that had nothing to do with, uh, you know, the Galaxy. There's no meeting, that he was just there. Um, I think he was supposed to be at, at Disneyland. He was, uh, yeah, so. I'm reading it right yeah, now. So, That's exactly what it says. So, uh. <laughs> He's riding that Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same day, the same day, uh, we do have confirmation that an offer was made. I can't imagine that, you know, he wasn't approached uh, by the Galaxy while on this, uh, you know, Disneyland trip. We know that Alessandrini uh, hung out with him. So, like you said, I'm, I'm sure that he did some sort of recruitment here. And hopefully um, so, we, we get some very, very much needed reinforcement uh, on the team. Well, from at least from right, what I'm reading right now, uh, the president of Tigres, Alejandro Rodriguez, says he went to visit Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck with his family. <laughs> yes. But you guys... But you guys in the press keep talking about the same interested in our players. We're flattered. So you guys and the fans can be calm. Up to now, we haven't received an approach or anything official from anybody for Gignac. We've got nothing official from MLS. That's what he says. Misdirection. Misdirection. And and see because I, our president is so honest with us. I, <laughs> you sound like Putin. I think I, I, what I think is interesting is that he felt the need to call out Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and Donald Duck. when 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 actually <laughs> yeah. when actually he was visiting the Minions and Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, the, I guess now because Universal is now a, a, a official partner of the LA Galaxy. <laughs> uh, I uh, according to our new, uh, according to our new video board that does not have the spinning universal <laughs> logo, which I was very disappointed in. Uh, it also did not feature the time of uh, the, the the time in the game and the score. Oh, really? Yeah, but the aspect ratio it's close. It's not perfect, but it's close. It's better uh, than the other one. Okay. All right. All right. Well, with that, let's get on. Let's move on to the MLS recap week 16. 
Here we go. Um, I went to go. I went to go visit Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck on Saturday, did, so I wasn't able to see any of the. Did games. you see Geniac <laughs> or <laughs> Alessandrini? <laughs> oh, Alessandrini would have been at the game. So, uh, anyway, um, let's uh, let's let's start out the week. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I got through seventy percent of the games this week, and then <laughs> kind of petered out toward the end. I did not. I ran out of time. Uh, so I don't have very, very good recaps of the last few games this week. But I do it's have good, good. Reca- recaps of the beginning. So let's start there. <laughs> um, so N- <laughs> NYCFC versus Seattle. NYCFC wins 2-1. to one, And it was a rainy night in New York. And man, oh man. This, I'm going to call this the slip and slide game. Because <laughs> it was so sloppy. People were slipping and sliding all over the place. It was raining so hard. Uh, poor Ariel Castillo was not prepared and had to wear a New York ma- uh, New York Yankees print poncho, uh, according to her Instagram. Uh, but Christian Roldan opens the scoring in the 40th minute. Uh, but in the 51st minute, uh, NYCFC earns a dubious penalty and David Villa scores his 50th goal for NYCFC to tie it all up. And then... Uh, Toward the end of the game, Jack Harrison does a bunch of work and uh, pulls a bunch of defenders and sends a chip pass to the far post where Villa is waiting and he volleys it into the back of the net. Very nice goal for David Villa to score his 51st goal for NYCFC. All right, next up is Atlanta versus Columbus, 3-1. to one. No real surprise there. Uh, Khan was called upon early to make some big saves, but in the, f- oh, in the 14th minute, uh, Gressel beats the. Uh, <laughs> you, you just, I, I surprised you just myself. Surprised yes. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading my own notes. I went, oh. Uh, in the 14th minute, Gressel awesome. beats the offside trap uh, up the left side. He has El Maron streaking, but he plays it across too hard, and El Maron could not get to it. That one came really close. Uh, 16th minute, bad touch by Josh Williams. Uh, and Assad pressures uh, pressures it away, and Vialba is home free. He pokes it home, and then uh, gets a piggyback ride from Assad uh, for the goal celebration. Uh, 26th minute, Harrison awful whips across in for Kamara, who knocks it down in the sixth, and Iguain is there to put it away to make it one-one. And uh, Yusuf Martinez makes his return, and uh, and. Uh, you know, long awaited. I'm sure he had uh, he had played. I get I think at the Open Cup, but uh, but this is his first MLS minutes since his injury uh, from the last international break, I believe. Uh, 67th minute, Miguel Almiron uh, makes a a run from about the 50 yard line, uh, dribbles it into the uh, 18, and has a neat little pass into the back of the net between two defenders. Tricky little shot there. To make it 2-1 Atlanta in the 88th minute, Gressel does all the work to win the ball and sets up Martinez. Uh, Martinez takes a little touch and blasts a left-footed shot into the roof of the net, and Atlanta wins 3-1. So this is this is a I'm, I'm watching Yusuf Martinez and I'm going like God damn, this guy hasn't played in what like three months, and he comes right back and. Scores scores a goal and looks dangerous, and I just think about Jesse's artists and think is think about like how just <laughs> like damn 
Yeah. You know, this, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, next up is New England versus Chicago. So, 18th minute, Nikolic uh, passes the ball basically to himself off the post and, uh, <laughs> or off the hands, off the hands mm-hmm. of Cody Cropper. And he puts it into the, uh, puts away into the open net. Uh, the Revs nearly equalize when Kamara scores the ball to Fagundes, who was all alone the, at the back post, but the, he couldn't catch the ball, and the shot rolls wide of the net. Uh, 16th minute, Solniak makes it 2-0 for Chicago. And in the 70th minute, Agudelo and Lamson come up for a ball. Ag- Agudelo gets to it first, uh, and De La, De La Mia finishes it. Uh, to pull him back for the Revs. Uh, Bunbury and Nguyen both have really good opportunities to equalize, but it's not enough, and Chicago pulls one out 2-1 to one away from home. Uh, next up, Orlando versus Montreal. This was kind of the... Uh, this was the, the, the exciting game of the weekend for me. Uh, first up, the Purple Wall becomes the rainbow wall as Orlando remembers the victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting uh, a year ago and uh, in, in a show of support for the LGBTQ community. Um, no Kyle Laren in this game because... Uh, he lost Kyle, his damn mind. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Laren lost his damn mind. Uh, he he uh, Unfortunately, Kyle Larry, the Canadian Messi, gets... <laughs> gets arrested for a DUI and uh, I think Blue double the legal limit. Double the legal limit. So he obviously was not available for this game. But who doesn't in Florida, man? Yeah, for real. Like I'm surprised Kyle Larry <laughs> wasn't eating somebody's face off. Uh, so uh, in the eighth minute, Matias Perez Garcia nets his first goal for Orlando at, or for Orlando after Kaká sends a ball back from the end line. It looked to be. Uh, out of bounds, but there was no VAR or VAR to make the challenge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, and and <clears throat> Perez Martinez, uh, sorry, Perez Garcia gets the goal, and the dude was jacked to get a goal. I mean, you should see his celebration. It looked like he scored in the World Cup. Uh, 16th <laughs> minute, Jose Aja makes an absolute mess of what should have been. Just a routine long ball clearance up the field. Instead, he tries to turn and lose and shake the uh, shake the uh, t- uh, shake Piatti of all players. Uh, Piatti pressures the ball off of him and uh, and sends it across to Dismali, who rips a shot and uh, and ties it up for Montreal. Twenty third minute, Giles Barnes finds Garcia in the box and uh, he lays it off for Will Johnson. Well, Johnson's shot is cleared off the line, but Carlos Rivas is there to put it away. Uh, in the 57th minute, Piatti again makes a smart, smart third-man run and gets the ball sent through, and he equalizes for 2-2. About a minute later, Aha again it takes a bad touch and uh, from, from a back pass from Kaká, and he's stripped of the ball, and Piatti just makes an absolute fool of the defenders, and uh, Bendik saves the initial shot, but it wasn't enough. It falls right back to him, and Piatti pulls, puts the rebound away. Uh, Montreal make it nearly make it four when Camera takes a shot that Bendik and Spectre save, uh, and then it uh, follow up shot is deflected to the post by by uh, Jonathan Spectre and then cleared. But in the 94th minute, John Spectre makes a three three and salvages a point for Orlando. So exciting game, really back and yeah, forth. That just 
well, that sounds like a bad game for Orlando, a really bad game. Yeah, for you. probably. Bad, bad for us when you're betting on Orlando in balls and beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got your bitchy texts. <laughs> took my the kill, window, man. He took my kill. One. Took <laughs> my kill. Could have had uh, a kill streak, dude. Toronto, Toronto versus DC. There's no again. Toronto two zero. No surprise there, but man, it took Toronto way too long to to score in this game. Sixtieth uh, minute, Jail Vinkel pull uh, picks out. Altador, who makes a, a really good run. Josie takes a touch and pokes it past Hamid uh, in the 84th minute. Hamilton's header forces, uh, uh, forces Hamid to push the ball over the bar for a corner. And on the ensuing corner, Giovinco finds Hamilton at the near post. And his header flicks it to the back of the net. Uh, TFC, go, TFC fans go home happy in this one. Uh, next up is Sporting Kansas City versus San Jose. Now, we talked about this earlier. Uh, this game ended 0-0, but, man, David Bingham comes out for a cross. Uh, in, it was early in the game, like third minute. Comes out for a cross, completely misses. Ball goes over his head, and luckily for him, it went off the post. Uh, and then in the 35th minute, again, Bingham botches a block and nearly... Uh, pushes it right into a Sporting Kansas City attacker. Luckily, he wasn't punished for that one either. Uh, and then uh, in the 41st minute, Graham Zussi has a free kick that uh, goes wide, but Bingham reacted late. So that free kick had been on target. That would have been surely, surely would have been the goal for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, in second half, he seemed to have cleaned that up because he made some big saves for San Jose. Um, but the best chance of the game came in the 94th minute when Graham Zussi weaved the, weaved through the San Jose defense and somehow Bingham deflected the ball just enough for it to go wide. Uh, this game ends 0-0, but Sporting Kansas City pushed San Jose at home, uh, to the brink. Colorado versus Portland, uh, Colorado 2-1. Sebastian Blanco opens up the scoring for Portland. Uh, and in, in the 17th minute, but in the 50th, uh, 50th minute, Dominic Baji chips Gleason on a counter. Uh, and then in the 89th minute, Alan Gordon does what Alan Gordon does best and scores late, late, late in the game to give Colorado <laughs> the win. Uh, all right. Here, here come, here come the games. I did not. You sound winded. I, 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 I feel a little winded. winded. Here come the games that I did not really watch, though. So I apologize, people. It's all right. Uh, RSL Go versus rapid. Minnesota. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, you know, Bobby again, dude. Ramondo, he's back. Yeah. So that means no. RSL wins, one uh, zero. You're a Masician. You have a chance to. You're win. a Masician. Gives <laughs> RSL the win in the 89th minute. Uh, Vancouver versus FC Dallas. Uh, that one ends 1-1. Teixeira and Rudy trade goals. Uh, Dallas, something a little bit. They, um, well, I think it's more. They're not consistent. No, right it's, it's more than a little bit. I, I don't want to say it's quite a, like a crisis, but you went from undefeated. But it's, you got, yeah. you know, the best, uh, one of the best teams in the West, if not the league, uh, MLS Cup favorites. All of a sudden you have three losses. Um, you slip to all the way uh, fourth place in the West in just a matter of, uh, you know, a few weeks. So th- they are 
they're hurting right now. They they are, are they, not in good form. Are they playing balls and beers? They, no, but they heard we are. <laughs> yeah, not uh I mean that that their their wins are coming uh their last what? What was it? Uh RSL. Yep. You know, not really much to uh you know celebrate there. Not yeah, not something that you would write home to mama about. Yeah. Um so that <laughs> was that was mama. uh I believe 2 weeks ago. And their previous win before that on May 6th against mm. RSL. That was quite a long time ago. That's mm. a long time ago. Uh, could not be, NYC, uh, not be NYCFC. Um, could not be San Jose. Could not be Chicago. Could not be Houston. Could not be Portland. Cannot beat Vancouver. Their slide is, um, I don't know what's going on in Dallas. Maybe it's time to start a counter. No? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, it's not Philadelphia numbers. Speaking, speaking of Philadelphia, that is the last game of the weekend. Philadelphia versus New York Red Bulls. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips gets a brace in this one. Uh, and New York Red, Bull, New York Red Bulls get some much-needed points. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. They are... Um, yeah, much needed points. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's it for MLS did. recap week sixteen, I believe. Yay! Ooh, week sixteen. Yeah, week wow. sixteen. We're halfway through, man. Yeah, I do have one more thing, guys. Um, <laughs> something a little bit. I have to end this this podcast on a, on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, Tony DiCiccio, uh, the U.S. Women's National Team coach uh, from nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety nine, I believe. Uh, has passed away. Um, he, of course, coached the uh, the women's team to that very famous win at the Rose Bowl in the uh, Women's World Cup final, the Brandy Chastain uh, sports bar game, I believe. Uh, Louis, you were at that game. I was at that game. Uh, uh, all 120 degrees of it soaked in. Oof. Yeah, it was a brutal game, but yeah, that, I, I was <laughs> at that game at the Rose Bowl. Unfortunately, awesome unfortunately, uh, Tony has left us. Uh, you know, he, he leaves behind uh, a family, but uh, he also leaves behind a, a legacy in uh, U.S. soccer. Uh, surely, will go he down the, for, for a long time. Uh, he is the uh, all-time winningest coach in U.S. soccer history with a hundred and eight victory. I think it was hundred eight, if I recall, wow. um, and. Only lost eight games. <laughs> um, so um, that record should speak for itself. A World Cup winner, an Olympic winner, um, definitely uh, leaves, leaves behind uh, a very, very strong legacy in U.S. soccer. So he will be uh, uh, sorely. Let me just throw out this, uh, this little bit of positivity here. Uh, Landon Donovan and his wife, Hannah, have welcomed in their second child, Slate Bartell Donovan, into the world. Congratulations, Landon. Congratulations, sir. Congrats, dude. All right, guys. Well, thank you. This is LA is our house. Thank you for listening. This is David and Lewis saying goodbye. Good night. See you guys next week. And I'm Bobby. Make sure you listen to Balls and Beers week, what is it, 18 now? We're going into 17. 17. 17. I'm always skipping. All right, well, listen to Balls and Beers. Later. Thank you for listening to LA is our house. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. Follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud.
hit that subscribe button and we'll see you in the next episode.